Speak seductively. Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Cannon, erotic fiction author, naturist, and swinger. And I'm Lily Cannon, book cover model, audiobook narrator, naturist, and swinger. And you're listening to the Speak Seductively podcast. I have an erotic fiction series called The Photographer's Story and over 15 erotic novellas on Amazon. Two themes in my work are the promotion of a sex-positive lifestyle and the development of strong, sexually confident female characters. My writing has been described as slow foreplay, building until the reader is breathless with need. You can find my novels and short stories on Amazon. They're all free with Kindle Unlimited. We want to welcome you to another exciting and informative edition of Speak Seductively. We use this platform to promote other authors, talk about sex and relationships. Please be aware, we will be discussing adult topics from sex to the swinging lifestyle and more. Our approach is always classy, but be ready for frank conversations. Our guests are frequently erotic authors or those in the lifestyle. Hey everyone, it's Kyle and Lily with an important message to all of our listeners. If you've been listening to us for a long time or reading Kyle's books, we hope you have heard the message we stress. It's the importance of communication and a sex-positive lifestyle. One of the key components of that lifestyle is consent. Remember, no means no. Hey everyone, this is Kyle Cannon. And Lily Cannon. And welcome to another episode of uh, the Speak Seductively podcast. Before we get started, uh, we're recording this just days after uh, Hurricane Ian hit Florida. And we just want to send a special um, thought to all of our friends in southwestern Florida. Um, We have, thankfully, everybody that we know has come through well. Um, but we do have friends who've lost everything. Mm-hmm. And if if you can donate or contribute to any of the um, uh, funds that are going on to try to support uh, the people in Southwest Florida, p- please do. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, our thoughts go out to all of them. Yes, definitely. So <laughs> tonight um, we have another author with us. So we are so excited to share our podcast with fellow authors and erotica authors, and we have a new friend tonight to introduce you all to. Um, This is Leto Armitage. And so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell our listeners who you are and what you write. Okay. Well, before I jump into that, let me say that I echo your sentiments about Hurricane Ian. I used to live in the Miami-Dade metro area, and Mm -hmm. my thoughts have very much been with them these last few days. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for myself, uh, I am an erotica writer. I, you know, I'm sometimes uncomfortable with the label erotica because while there is a desire to titillate, uh, I, I try to put stories first, character and plot first. And it just so happens that these stories include erotic content. And I, I'm very proud of the fact that my works have resonated very well with a female audience. I try to make very well-rounded characters, both male and female from a variety of perspectives. And that's my real goal is to be a storyteller. And you and Kyle have a lot in common. (laughs) (laughs) I, one of the, the uh, things I I found I, I was really enjoying about reading your 
um, author biography and, and, and some of the, the synopses of your books is you do write about something that could be real life, which, you know, I try to do in my books. I, a lot of what I write reflects things that Lily and I have experienced, but sure. I find it more fascinating to have strong characters and strong situations and, mm-hmm. and then let the sex happen naturally. Right. So and, well, I was just going to say, I, I, I kind of have a principle that I derived from cinema verite that I call literary verite. And you can have strange situations, but so long as the characters feel real and they act like real people, mm. to me, that's the goal of the story. Right. I, I think I, I think that's um, gives readers something to connect to. Um, you know, I I personally have a hard time with the billionaire romance and erotica stuff. Because <laughs> it's like it's like there aren't that many billionaires out there, and they're not. But yeah, I won't I won't go and off. And apparently, on that. they're almost all white straight men. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're into BDSM. With the BDSM right. fetish. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> all of them. So yeah, that um, trip needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so tell us about your work. Do you have a, a favorite story that you've written? And um what what about your stories? Um well, I, I don't have a huge body of work at this point. I'll be honest, I am one of those people who perennially said, I want to be a writer, I want to be a writer, Hmm. and never seemed to actually get around to doing it. And then shortly before the pandemic, I decided to actually do it. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic came along and I had time to actually. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask, did you have a trigger other than the pandemic that just made you say, I'm going to write something now? I was just looking at my life going, um, you know, I'm in, I'm well in my middle age. And I think for a lot of my life, I was kind of a poser, you know, uh, I, I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't want to do the work of writing. And (laughs) one day, because it is work, it is craftsmanship to write well. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to become, fascinated with the mystique of the writer, uh, but it's much harder to actually do the work. And one day I just realized I actually want to do that work now. The work sounds fun. Mm. And and I started digging into it. Um, And I found myself writing almost every day. Sometimes stuff that gets thrown away, sometimes filed for later, Mm -hmm. but continually writing, which I'm continuing to do now three years later um and then i had the wonderful luck of stumbling upon a group of fellow-minded writers including somebody who has become my editor and a little virtual writers commune that we have on the web and a discord server for uh the website is aswewrite.com mm. and the person who's now my editor lynn basically said, you know, if you're really serious about this, I'll work with you and let's polish your stuff up into publishable material. So that's what I've been doing really for about the last year now. Uh, And you asked about a favorite. I think my personal favorite is 1000 Cranes. 
Mm. It actually is not an erotica story in the sense of explicit sex. Okay. Uh, I do think there are some sexy scenes in it. Mm -hmm. It is a sapphic romance. Um, If you're familiar with manga genres, I call it a Yuri romance. Ah, Okay. And it is very much inspired by some of the themes that you find in uh, Yuri manga. Hmm. And one of the things I'm very proud of it is that when my editor gave it to a blind reading group of about 10 people to Hmm. provide feedback, uh, every single one of them assumed that the author was a woman. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which told me I did something right with the characters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one ever thinks that a man can come up with uh, some of the, the plot lines and stories and, and being so... Um... Hey, we have feelings too. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the... Most of your readers think you're a woman. Yeah, it is It is funny. I was, I was uh, chuckling as you said that because my readers do assume that I'm a woman and that I'm writing the books. and that Lily's actually <laughs> writing the books, like, but that is not true. I no, do not write. The you're books. just the voice of the audio. I am. I am. I'm the audiobook voice. Um, I really think that the cover of that story is beautiful mm-hmm. as well. Um, that is a really that lovely. One, yeah. That one was also, that cover was drawn by my editor, Lynn. Oh, Wow. Yeah. yeah, that is it, it is it's so phenomenal. well done. And I, I like really all of your book covers. Um, so the one is it. So I, I can't I don't know what the actual title is. Is it airport? The title is actually fuck. The title is fuck. OK. <laughs> uh, the, my original title was much longer and not very catchy. And it, it is a pretty direct story. It, it is probably as close to pure erotica as I write. Mm. And my editor said, let's just cut to the chase and call it fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I said, well, you're much better at understanding this stuff like marketing than I am. So I'll go with what you suggest. <laughs> it definitely jumped at a, out at us when we saw it. Yeah. yeah. My, my first thought was, um, how did you get that past uh, the, the, um, Amazon and KDP sensors, but um, I, I think it's an awesome title. Well, th- that's the interesting thing because I had that same initial reaction mm-hmm. when it was uh, proposed to me as a title. I said, this isn't really going to fly, is it? And w- we took it to this writer's commune that we have on Discord. And a bunch of other authors who were on there said, eh, it's not a big deal. There are tons of books with fuck in the title. Amazon doesn't care. And I went looking around and thought, well, they're right. I just kind of have mm-hmm. an old-fashioned reaction to this. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have had an overly cautious reaction a lot of times when I'm publishing with Amazon um, I, I have had a book cover or two come back and they say, oh no, we can't do that. Oh no. You know, but <laughs> yeah. the, and the thing that killed me is there was no nudity in the book cover, <laughs> um, you know, kind of close to what you have on the, the, uh, the pool girl, which I wanted mm-hmm. to ask about that, that just, sure. that just looked like a fun read and that says book one. So are you planning more with that? Yes, I am. I actually have most of book two written and I have book three plotted out. Uh, th- that is a book that I really like. I uh, that That is what I started writing when I decided to write. I just sat down and said, I'm going to do a serial and write a chapter a week. 
Mm. And I did for about a year and a half mm-hmm. um, until I got pulled on other things. I need to go back and do some editing on it. I actually woke up early this morning and happened to read through chapter one of that again and was still pretty happy with it, except oh. for some minor edits. Good. Uh, yeah. That is a story that was a lot of fun for me. It is still fun for me because it is one where the characters told me what was going to happen. <laughs> uh, things that I had plotted out did not happen because the characters said, no, no, that that's yeah. not what we're going to do. Um, and that's a lot of fun when that happens. It is. I, I love it when my characters speak to me and then take mm-hmm. over the computer keyboard and just, <laughs> yep. you know, go. I, I can kick back and relax. <laughs> we hear that and, from so many authors that that is, yeah. is how they write. And what I wanted to do with that story was take some very old tropes and try to put a different spin on them with well-rounded characters. Yeah. So, you know, the middle-aged guy who meets the blonde 18-year-old cheerleader, that's one of the most tired tropes in erotic, yeah. right? <laughs> right. And I, I asked myself, what if we took that? We embraced that trope. But then by making the characters really well-rounded, we twist it. We take it, we, we turn expectations around. You know, the middle-aged guy is not the most emotionally mature. She's actually more emotionally mature. Mm. What, and, you know, I went down this road of what if. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And it does give it a different twist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really like that story. And the characters spoke to me in ways that were surprising. Uh, for example, a major character is named Lavi, um, which uh, is Hebrew for lion. And she was intended to be a very minor character originally. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of jumped out at me and said, I am not a minor character. <laughs> and I have expectations here. <laughs> <laughs> That is, I mean, that is fun when that happens. I've I've had a couple of books that I've written where I've had to go back to them because my, my last novel, which I, I, you know, I'm going back to something you said. I sometimes cringe at the word erotica because of the negative connotations it, it has with a lot of people who say they love reading books. Um, for a long time, I would post my st- stuff as, romance with a hint of erotica but there's no word to really describe what you write when mm-hmm. it's real life that and you're not afraid right. to describe sex yeah right and, and i go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> uh, i was going to say i come from a background of being involved in bdsm communities and things like that Mm. And one of the things I like to highlight in stories is different kinds of romantic relationships. Not all of them fit the traditional definition of romance. No, they don't. Um, I'm I'm curious. Um, I didn't want to forget to ask this, but where do you draw your inspiration? When you said BD, you were involved in BDSM communities, does does that help inspire some of where you go with your work or what actually inspires your story making? It certainly informs it. I wouldn't say it inspires it. It does inform it at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think that background and experience 
has helped me understand that the ways that people connect are much more varied than traditional romance presents it. Hmm. Um, and, and just to be blunt, there's a lot of mainstream erotica that models very unhealthy relationships, especially yes. when they touch on BDSM. Yes. Uh, so, for example, in the story I just released, uh, Fuck, the two characters uh, have a sexual relationship. It's consummated by the end of the story, but they don't fall in love, but they do become friends. Mm -hmm. And that is a healthy, they have a healthy relationship, which will be explored in a sequel later called Cuddle. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like it. I think that I think that's that's awesome. And you we found several authors who I, I would say kind of fall into our genre of strong characters, strong and a plot, an actual mm-hmm. story to this, other than let's just everybody hop in bed and see where things go. Yeah. And uh, it- I was just going to say I like I I I like that because I like getting to kn- I like getting to know my characters and mm-hmm. I like to either enjoy them or hate them but I I want the- there to be some emotional um attachment to them for the reader whether that's positive or negative. Yeah, I want it well and I want to read a real character. I don't want right. to stereotype. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of erotica out there that are really vignettes or scenes. You know, they just drop you into the middle of the action and there's not much to latch on to. I like characters so that when I'm reading, I celebrate their victories. Hi, I'm Lily Cannon. As many of you know, in addition to being a book narrator, I've also done some modeling. In fact, I'm proud to say I've been featured on several book covers. I've also won a few contests for some of my very classy nude and boudoir shoots. A few weeks ago, I decided to pick out a few of my favorites and share them in a special 12-month calendar. The photos will range from boudoir and implied to outdoors and nude. Are you interested? The calendar runs from June 2022 through May 2023. Sales begin in May. Hi, everyone. This is Lily Cannon, and I hope you were enjoying the podcast. I promised to get you back right away, but I had to take a moment and remind you to check out Kyle's books on Amazon. One of my favorites, Naughty Christmas Cards, is, well, about gifts. Very special adult gifts. Just go to Amazon to get your copy of Naughty Christmas Cards, free with Kindle Unlimited. Did I mention that there's an audio version read by yours truly? Wow, it's hot, if I do say so myself. To learn more about Kyle and his work, follow him on Twitter, at Kyle Cannon Author, on Instagram, at Kyle Cannon Fiction, or Facebook, look for Kyle Cannon. All his books are available on Amazon. Just search for, you guessed it. Kyle Cannon. Now back to our podcast. Mm. Yeah, it it's there's so much erotica that really is a lot like uh, Pornhub snippets. Right. <laughs> and oh, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that, um, but I like to offer a different option. And it seems and mm-hmm. and your stories and your books seem like they offer 
a, a different but still very erotic and heated option to that simple uh, wham bam thank you ma'am kind of thing well i hope so <laughs> <laughs> your feedback on them from what i've seen seems to be really good what what are your what are your favorite comments from some of your readers if you can remember any um i'm going to be honest i don't actually go check my reviews page or my sales very often. Good. That's good. This is probably like, you know, writer sin number one, but I just <laughs> don't. Um, uh, probably every couple of months I go check them and I'm happy when I have good reviews, but I'm usually kind of more focused on the next story. Yeah. Uh, the thing I want to hear from people is, I enjoyed it. It was fun. You know, mm. if they tell me, oh, it was really hot, that's great. Mm. But even if they don't enjoy the sex scenes, if they enjoyed the story, mm -hmm. that's yeah. fine with me. I want them to enjoy the story. Um, and I think there's one that we haven't really talked about. What is um, Trapped in the Stacks? That is a erotica piece uh, that I drew on a background. I worked in a library for a little while mm. and I hate to break it to people, but female librarians don't walk around with, you know, 38 triple D chests and cardigans and sexy glasses. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Um, not to say that some workplace shenanigans have not been known to happen. Sure. And I, you know, I, I think the stacks can be a kind of sexy place. So I sort of challenged myself after reading a library set piece of erotica on a well-known erotica website where they got everything wrong about working in a library <laughs> <laughs> and said, okay, well, if we were to describe a real modern library and a tale that happened in it, what would happen? And that was my point of jumping off for the story. Mm. Um, I, think, and, I think that's cool. And you're also talking to two people who are very much, who are lovers of books. Yes. Yes, yeah. very much. I would, I would spend lots of time in a library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, anytime I hear from people who uh, especially work in erotica and they say, well, I'm not really a reader. I think, um... I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how how can that be? Right. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, um, I'm I was I'm fascinated by your uh, biography on um, Amazon, mm -hmm. but mostly about where you describe creating ugly but functional wood furniture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am speaking to you. You've made. <laughs> Uh, I'm speaking to you from in front of one of them right now. Uh, <laughs> I actually build all of my own shelving and desks and things like that because I like them to fit exactly in the spaces I want. Yep. Yes. And I am not a fan of buying overpriced crap that falls apart from stores. Mm -hmm. um, when I can build stuff that will last, you know, my lifetime, and if I need to, I can easily take a part and reuse the parts for it. So yeah, yeah. I, I I was asking that because one of our things is we we love to explore the fact that we are real people, mm -hmm. and uh, the authors or the 
the non-traditional couples that we talk to mm-hmm. are real mm-hmm. people and have real lives outside of swinging or swapping or nudist colonies or writing erotica. Riding erotica. And, yeah. Um, they're normal people who also do something different. Right. Who could be your neighbors. Who could be your neighbors. We say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm always bewildered by erotica writers who, you know, put up these personas that are obviously very one dimensional mm. because I think either this is fake or you're a very boring person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. I, um, we, we've introduced, interviewed a number of, uh, and I get this, I'm not criticizing this at all, but a number of erotica authors who are male who mm-hmm. um, have female pseudonyms because wow. that that is the only way to get readership, um, it seems like. And and I see that. Um, it's an uphill battle as a male erotica author. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. So kudos for keeping a, keeping your, your name on that. Have you had anybody ask you, you know, uh, or talk to you about being a male writer writing erotica? I have. I've had a few people ask me about it. And I will admit when I started, I very briefly even considered a female pseudonym. Mm. And then I thought, that just doesn't feel right for me. So I didn't. I kudos for that. I know that when when I started, um I had to be true to myself and then the the first book that i wrote was one that was really a, a biography of mm-hmm. our lives mm-hmm. and and so i just couldn't i couldn't take on a uh female pseudonym just to try to sell the book yeah right but well and it helped that i was here and yeah able to lend that female voice too i think that yeah. does help you mm-hmm. I think it also freaks people out to hear that, you know, I, I am a guy writing erotica. A lot of it reflects our life. <laughs> and, and I'm okay sure. with it. And Lily's okay <laughs> with it. And, and she narrates it. So. Right. And I play along. <laughs> well, that's called a healthy relationship. <laughs> it, right. <laughs> which is, which is the other big thing we try to get across in, in our show. And we, we love re- reading and bringing in authors who are sex positive and, you definitely come across that way that you look at sex and relationships in a positive light. And and we appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you know, I I have children and uh, I, I, they don't read my writing uh, (laughs) because for obvious reasons, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I've talked to them about topics related to sexuality and I I've told my daughters very clearly and said, you know, as you get older and you become adults, you are going to look at having sexual relationships with people. And that's an okay thing in life. You, it's a, if you're looking to have fun, you should eat good food and sleep with people you won't regret. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Very much so. And Um, just, yeah, I think I think we have a really unhealthy relationship with sex in society. Yeah. Um I mean, I I'm not very prudish. <laughs> no. <laughs> Neither are we. <laughs> right. Um I think my first woodworking projects was building St. Andrew's crosses for a local community group. <laughs> hey, there you go. 
we're gonna have to have you back on we can yeah. talk about those kinds of things <laughs> yeah. yeah actually we 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 really should and talk about your knowledge of bdsm because that's a mm -hmm. frequent and very popular topic um when we interview people in the bdsm community who actually can talk about it yeah um i i used to teach safety and rigging classes um I admit, as I've gotten a little older, I've kind of backed out of the public community stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be honest, there was a point, especially around when Fifty Shades of Boring mm -hmm. came out, um, that the, the community seemed to become very much one of posturing and who has the biggest toy bag. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't find that a healthy environment. And, uh, you know, maybe at some point in my life, I felt a need to prove myself, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. We've heard that from a lot of people in the uh, BDSM community mm -hmm. who um, were, are very, um, they, they don't like Fifty Shades because yeah. of the message that it sent out about the community. And, and I would also say, what, reflecting what you said, the way it may have changed the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think a lot of that. I, I think it's wonderful that it exposed people to ideas and normalized some level of conversation. I think it's had a long-term impact on our society and normalizing some talk about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. frankly, I did not like the book at all. I, I did read <laughs> the first one. I did not read the others. Um, but I didn't quite finish it because I hit a point about 70% through it where the two main characters are having what is supposed to be this extremely emotional conversation about their relationship. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking it read like stereo instructions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I... thinking nobody's that's ever had, you know, a real heart wrenching discussion with a lover talks like this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a hard time with it. I couldn't get past Oh, half of it. The the first book, I just I I had to put it aside. It just wasn't my thing. I read all of them just to because I wanted to to see. But um, so let's uh let's get back to your get stuff. Back, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I can talk about books a long time. I know, so, so I know. Can we, so can, can we? You tell we get sidetracked. I know, I know. Um, so what's, what's next, what's coming out for you? I know you said you have some sequels. So what is, I'm, I've got a bunch in the works, so I, I will just kind of word spew for a few minutes here. If you don't mind. go for it, uh, I just had announced recently, I am doing a collaborative, uh, writing project. Yay. I uh, love collaborations. And this one is the first, it's the first of four pieces and it's called Pets Penance. And the others will be pets something. And it is about a relationship, a DS relationship between a master and his pet. And the pet is physically disabled. She does not have use of her legs. My co-writer uh, is disabled in that way. And we're hoping to both share something emotional as well as something that plays very true to the humanity because in some ways, I mean, frankly, a lot of people in our disabled community are kind of treated as subhuman a lot of times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and something I hear a lot from friends uh, 
that have, you know, these sort of physical disability challenges is, you know, when they express that they have things like active sexual interest, people are horrified. And that's so sad. It Mm -hmm. is. It's horrible. So Lynn and I, my, she's my editor is now my co-writer as well. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and we're going to be putting these out over the first one will come out around Christmas. And I'm not sure for the schedule for the rest, but we'll get them all done and collect them. So uh, we just finished the first draft today, actually, um, of Pets Penance. And then after that, I have a piece in the works for a anthology that will come out for Valentine's Day next year. Uh, we're still deciding this, the title, but the theme of the anthology is First Loves. And mine is very tongue-in-cheekly, cheek and uh, titled The Cat Girl from Saturn. Mm. <laughs> and it is about a mangaka, a female manga creator, mm-hmm. who falls in love with her own creation. And oh. is very much a take off the tale of Pygmalion. Oh, so you're bringing classics into erotica. That's kudos for that. Yeah, um, it, it, it's a fun story, and it is one that is the idea of it came to me actually when I was reading a manga collection by a uh, a, a collected version of a story called Chobits, which was written by the Manga Circle Clamp. And their 20th anniversary edition recently came out. And the central theme of it, the the question it poses is, does love have to be returned to be real? Huh. And that when when do you see where are you in the process of writing? That's that's your uh, Valentine's Day book, right? Uh, it will go into a Valentine's Day anthology okay. with nine other writers. We're all contributing stories. Mm. Uh, they're coming from a whole bunch of different places. So there are a lot of different viewpoints. There's at least one I've read from someone else that's actually kind of creepy, but still sweet at the end. <laughs> that is tonally one requirement that they're all sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's okay. And this will it'll be out for valentine's day and we're still picking the cause but all the proceeds will go to a women's rights organization oh oh wow that's awesome when that comes out you need to let us know so that we can promote it yeah yeah absolutely that would be that would be awesome um we uh we're we're getting near the end of what we have right now um, is there anything that you want to say to kind of wrap up and uh, get our get our listeners and your readers to jump on more of your books? All I want to say is, you know, my books are available on Amazon as well as Book Appy, Smashwords. Uh, if you're out there and you really want to read one of them and you're really hard up and you can't even afford, you know, 99 cents for a story, Drop me a message on Twitter. It's at Lido Armitage, and I'll be glad to hook you up with a copy. I would rather my stories be read than be inaccessible. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, Lido, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today, and we will have you back. We need to 
now we we need to talk BDSM yes. and we need to talk about <laughs> ugly furniture. Yes. So that's okay. that's at least two separate interviews unless we can combine them. <laughs> ugly furniture that is useful in BDSM. And and I particularly I've made a good bit of it. <laughs> uh, with BDSM talking about um you you said you did training with uh, ropes is that yes yeah awesome so we yeah. we've played around with that but we're definitely not experts so. oh my gosh no yeah no, we um, yeah I I don't like to use the term shibari because historically mm -hmm. that has a very specific narrow meaning yes. so yeah. I generally call it rigging um mm -hmm. but it's you know, it combines so much that's fun, including a ritualistic element that yeah. as the top is engaging. It's fun. <laughs> well, I mean, we definitely need to come back and have a whole episode um, related to that. So if if you would be willing to come back and hang out with us again, we love having multi uh, episodes with the same authors because we Absolutely. we find we we form relationships and friendships and I think that's something our listeners really love is that we continue to have people back and have real conversations just like we write real stories yeah <laughs> yeah I'd love so, to come back anytime awesome so uh for our listeners as usual we will have all of uh Lido's connection information in the description mm -hmm. and um definitely a link to the Amazon page so that you can get that. And once again, uh, Lito, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. Speak seductively.